Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're going to be talking about some new news interviews that have dropped in the case of missing six-year-old Michael Vaughn. Now, if you are brand new to the case, you don't know who Michael Vaughn is, I have made multiple podcast episodes. If you scroll back through my archive, the first one I did was in January, and then I've done a few follow-up ones as well. So start at the beginning, listen to the first one, work your way through the subsequent podcast episodes. Um, They all have like Michael Vaughn's name in the title, so you'll know which ones they are. And listen to those in subsequent order so that you are caught up. Now, I posted or released a podcast episode a couple days ago talking about kind of the one-year mark of him being missing. There was a press conference from Fruitland Police Department, so I talked about that in there. Um, So I highly recommend you go listen to that one if you're not caught up. That is the most recent one that I've posted, and that has a lot of information. It is over an hour long, but well worth your listen So highly recommend you go check that out if you haven't as well. But today we're going to be talking about two new um, news stories that have been released. So I talked about in the previous one, there was um, a release from KTVB, um, which is a local news channel. So we talked about that in the last one and that came out um, for Michael Vaughn's one year anniversary and there have been some other news channels that have covered it as well. So News Nation is a national cable news channel that they covered his story early on after he went missing. They covered it and they did a follow-up. So the same reporter, Marky Martin, who did the initial story, she did a follow-up And so that was released. Um, And then there was also another local channel that did a story. So we're going to kind of talk about that today, compare some of the things between the three different news stories that have come out and stuff. So um, let's get to it. So the first one, again, is from News Nation, a cable news channel station. Um, And again, they did an initial interview and story after things first happened. Now... When they did the first interview, and they mentioned this year, um, they only interviewed Brandy because Tyler declined to be interviewed. In this news story, Tyler is interviewed, so we get to see both of them. In this interview, we get to hear from Tyler and Brandy, which Tyler and Brandy also spoke in the KTVB interview. But this is the first national interview where Tyler is speaking. So we're going to listen to it and talk about some of the things. Welcome back. Tonight in our missing series, a renewed search for a five-year-old boy named Michael Monkey Vaughn. We brought you his story for the first time last year. But tonight, the first national TV interview with both of Michael's parents and newly released photos of a man police say was nearby at the time of Michael's disappearance. Correspondent Marky Martin is joining us live. And Marky, you've been with this case for some time now. You traveled to Idaho last winter to speak with his mother, but now you've had the chance to speak to both of his parents. What can you tell us? 
Yeah, Natasha, so we heard from Michael's dad, Tyler, for the very first time this week. He was the parent who was actually at home at the time that Michael went missing. And today marks one year since that little boy, who is lovingly known as Monkey, walked out the door and never came home. We haven't stopped. Every day we have unfinished business, and I'll tell you that every day is an anniversary of the disappearance from Michael Vaughn. It's been 365 days, a year of searching with no answers. For the five-year-old Fruitland boy, whose 2021 disappearance garnered nationwide attention and support. Hi, how are you doing, babe? Last July, Michael Vaughn was at home with his dad and baby sister while mom was at work. Family says he walked out searching for neighborhood kids to play with. He went to a neighbor's house. He went to another neighbor's house and another neighbor's house. Last winter, Michael's mom, Brandy, invited our News Nation team to their Idaho home, walking us through her son's last moments there. He would have come out of the garage. Mm -hmm. um, the front door is pretty hard to get out of, and you can hear yeah. that opening. Yeah. At the time, his dad, Tyler, declined to speak with us. But this week, that changed. The couple sitting together for their first national TV interview. It doesn't feel like a year. It's been an eternity. Tyler, a lot of people curious why, if you were the one at home, why you haven't done a lot of talking with the media. What's your response to people who want to know that question? Because I was the one at home. I feel like because I was the responsible party. I, I don't like being in the public eye at all. And it's because I, you know, to some extent blame myself. For most of the afternoon, Tyler says Michael played with his monster trucks and Nintendo Switch, and that around dinner time, he ordered a pizza and went down the hall to change the baby's diaper. When he came back out, Michael wasn't there. Searched the house, searched the backyard, went out in the front yard, jumped in the van, called Brandy. He says he raced around the neighborhood and was the one who called 911. The Fruitland police, Payette police, and Payette County deputies and citizens searched through the night until support arrived the following morning. In the last year, more than 3,000 acres and nearby river have been searched. No suspects have been named, but authorities say they have persons of interest. Fruitland police asking for the public's help in identifying this man, seen in newly released photos, walking in a nearby park at the time of Michael's disappearance. And to this day, nobody has been cleared, including Tyler and Brandy. What do you tell people who say, do they know more than they're letting on? A lot of the speculation online is, is based in fantasy land. Law enforcement and God knows our truth and we'll stand firm and stand strong. Fruitland police confirming with News Nation the couple has cooperated with the investigation. Today, Michael would be six. His parents grieving another summer without him. A summer they say should be spent playing <laughs> and camping as a family. Right. Time for bed now. Pure um, joy, love, excitement, <laughs> much excitement, energy, lots of energy. <laughs> you can't, you can't not fall in love with him.
both Tyler and Brandy tell me they do believe that their son is out there alive. They still believe he's coming home. And Natasha, I asked both of them, what would justice look like in your eyes? Brandy's answer was if her son comes back alive and well, she could find it in her heart to forgive. Tyler said he just wants his child home. Legal punishment would take care of the rest. And I do also have to mention to this day, Fruitland police, uh, they have declined to go on camera for an interview with our crew since day one. Natasha. Marky, I can't imagine what these last several months have been like for this family. Um, can I ask, do Michael's parents fear the case going cold at this point? Uh, what is being done to keep his name and face on people's radars? Yeah, it's a great question. And actually, they do not fear this case growing cold. They say there's new tips coming in all the time. They're actually excited about some new technology uh, that's going to aid in some of the searches. And one of the biggest criticisms of this case has been Michael Vaughn never received an Amber Alert. His case did not fall under the criteria for the state of Idaho. It's outraged a lot of people. A lot of people think things could uh, be different if that happened. But also last week, Fruitland Police announcing they've teamed up, um, teamed up with the Homeward Bound program, which advocates for missing children. Starting in August, Natasha, there will be semi-trailers uh, crisscrossing across the country with his name and face on them. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Um, meanwhile, speaking of new tips, what else have police said about that newly released photo of that man walking by the home around the time Michael went missing? Do we know anything about him? Yes, yeah, so we actually don't know a lot in that pre, uh, uh, police press conference that was held last week. Uh, they said they'd be releasing those photos. They did a couple days later, and the police chief just saying, we know these are grainy. This is not a suspect or even a person of interest, but this person was walking near the splash pad area of a nearby park leading up to when uh, Michael disappeared. So they said they just want to find this person, have him come forward to talk to him, see if he saw anything. Maybe he saw something he didn't even realize he was witnessing at the time. They just want this person to come forward. Natasha. All right, Marky Martin, we certainly appreciate it. And I know that family appreciates you keeping their boy top of mind as well. Thank you. And if you have any information, of course, on the disappearance of Michael Vaughn, please contact the Fruitland Police Department at the number or email address that you see on your screen. Thank you. So some things that jump out to me in this News Nation interview. When at the beginning, at the top, they say family says he walked out searching for neighborhood kids to play with. Now, we have been told this before. We've been told from Brandy that, oh, he went to this neighbor's house and then he went to this neighbor's house and then he went to this neighbor's house and he was searching for neighborhood kids to play with. So that has been said by Brandy before, and that was in the first News Nation interview that was conducted in the winter. So that's not a new idea, but I think it's interesting that they chose to start this news story with that information. And we didn't hear Tyler say that when Tyler talks about the timeline. We didn't hear him talk about, oh, he went to the, a bunch of neighbors' houses and was looking for neighborhood kids to play with. We don't hear him say that. We only hear Brandy say that in the past, which is interesting. And when Tyler goes to talk about the timeline, he talks about monkey playing with 
his monster trucks and playing the Nintendo Switch. And then Tyler goes to change the baby's diaper, comes back, and Tyler's missing. Which this is different from the KTVB interview. Because in the KTVB interview, he says he changes the baby's diaper, orders the pizza, then he goes out to smoke, then he realizes Michael's missing. So that's different. And here he says he changes the baby's diaper, then realizes Michael's missing. So that's a difference. And we don't hear Tyler say anything about Monkey going to neighbors' houses and looking for um, neighbors to play with. And to this day, we've only ever heard that from Brandy. We have not gotten any confirmation from law enforcement or from neighbors that said, yes, Tyler came up to my door, knocked on my door, asked if kids were home to play. We don't have any confirmation from any source at this point that that happened. We only have that coming from Brandy. So I think it's interesting that they chose to open up the news story with it. So I think it's very interesting that they chose to start the news story with that information. And then... It's also interesting to hear Tyler's point of view for why he hasn't spoken. This has been an outrage for many people that Tyler has not spoken to anybody. People have been outraged and upset about this because he was the one home. He's the one that would have the information. Brandy was at work all day, so she didn't really know everything that went down. And she's been the one controlling the narrative and telling all of the timeline story. And so people have been outraged. Tyler, Tyler should be speaking. And I've mentioned this before, but the excuses we kept getting from Tyler were, oh, he's too busy working, providing for the family. And oh, he's too shy. He's camera shy. He doesn't want to get up and talk. Those are the excuses we got, which to me are ludicrous. Your son is missing. Your now six-year-old son has been missing a year. Get up and speak. And so this being the first national interview, I think it was good and certainly interesting. And I liked that Marky Martin asked why he hasn't spoken till now. And his answer was really pretty honest, saying that He was the responsible party. He was at home. And so he feels like shit because he was the responsible party and his son is missing. It's also interesting that Brandy says she believes Monkey is alive and he will be coming home. And we've heard this from the beginning since Brandy has talked about Michael and since he went missing. We've heard this from the beginning. And she's also made statements that she sleeps on the couch in the living room because she believes that door's going to crack open one day and he's going to come walking through the front door. And so she sleeps on the couch awaiting his arrival. And I think it's interesting because I've seen other interviews with parents that have missing kids 
And in most of those interviews, the parents say, I want to believe they're still alive, but it's hard to hold out that hope. And I just want answers and closure. And so it's interesting when Brandy says, I believe he's alive and he's coming home. And it's always struck a chord with me. Every time I hear it, it strikes a chord with me. You know, and I've thought, you know, does she know where he is? And that's why she's saying that? Or is she truly just trying to hold out all the hope in the world and be as positive as she can in this situation? It's, it's hard to say, but every time I hear it, I pause because it's different than what I hear other parents of missing children say. Now we're going to listen to the next interview, which is done by Idaho News 2, which is a local news channel. And we're going to hear this story. And I think it's interesting listening to all these different stories and hearing the different ways that they cover this case because every story so far has been slightly different and so that's why I think it's so interesting to listen to all these different stories and compare their reporting so this is channel 2 news in Idaho reporting their story of Michael Vaughn his one year missing Michael's family this year has been anything but easy, but they hope that his case will continue to be heard and that people will continue to help find their little boy. Her lives have completely changed. Everything, everything has changed. It was a day Brandy Neal and Tyler Vaughn will never forget. The day their little boy, Michael Joseph Vaughn, went missing one summer evening in Fruitland on July 27th. When I, when I called Brandy, I was just panic-stricken. I think I was for the next few days. Just didn't seem real. Michael was last seen near 9th Street in Fruitland. And since then, countless searches by police and community members have been done. But there's still no sign of the little boy. It's just been too long. One day was too long. One hour was too long. This is not fair to him. It's not fair to his siblings. It's not fair to his family. Fruitland police have identified a white Honda pilot that was around the area near the time Michael went missing. They're also looking to identify this man who was seen near the splash pad on Crestview Park. What do you guys think happened to Michael? I think somebody took him. I, I believe someone saw an opportunity and it may not have been necessarily just Michael, but I believe that there was an opportunity. As police spend countless hours searching, they say some people they've interviewed have not been cooperative. It's very upsetting to me. To us. 
I just don't understand why you wouldn't. And it is concerning. Michael's parents say they remain hopeful and continue to ask the community for their help. Help us keep his face out there. Help us keep spreading the word across the country, across the world. If you know something or you think you know something, please help us bring Michael home. And if you have Michael, please look in your heart. Look in your heart, please. Let him come home. police are asking that if you have any information that may help find Michael, contact the Fruitland Police Department or call 208-343-COPS. That number is right on your... Now, I want to say this is the first time I've seen real tears from Brandy and Tyler. Now, Tyler hasn't spoken much until now, so... We haven't even really seen him much at all. But Brandy, she's spoken many times on multiple different platforms to multiple different people. And I've never seen real emotion from her. I've, I've never seen real emotion from Brandy until now. And she actually cried in that interview. So I thought that that was interesting um, to see her and Tyler cry in this interview. And I think it's also interesting. I mean, they're really carrying on this. And I don't want to say narrative because it's not necessarily made up, but they're really carrying on this story and from the beginning they have that they believe he was abducted. They believe someone took him and was abducted. And the stats would show that that is very improbable. It's like a 1% chance that that could happen. It's possible, but it's just you know, random child abductions from people that you don't know just don't happen that often. When a child goes missing, most of the time, family had something to do with it, and there were circumstances surrounding family that caused the disappearance to happen. And so, it's interesting that they continue to push this, um, this theory that they believe he was abducted by a stranger. It's certainly possible, but I don't think that it is the most likely thing that happened. And they're still kind of carrying on this, um, this idea It's also worth noting that, again, they have mentioned how upset they are that they're uncooperative people in this investigation. 
This was mentioned in the, in the KTVB interview that they did. And they mentioned it again, how upset they are that there are people that are not cooperating in this investigation. And they don't understand how they could be uncooperative in this investigation. And it's, it's interesting because we don't know who's being uncooperative. Police will not say who's being uncooperative. So we're left to kind of make our own assessment, our own judgment as to who we think that is. But they, they brought that up again in this interview, which is worth noting. The other thing that I found really interesting is that they say, and Brandy says, we just want to keep Michael's face out there. We want to keep his face out there. We want to keep information circulating about Michael. And I agree. Michael's face needs to be everywhere. His poster needs to be shared everywhere possible. But it's a very contradictory statement because then we have Brandy Neal going after, and Brandy Neal's friends, going after targeting and harassing people that are doing just that. Online creators or online sleuths who are sharing Michael's face who are putting his name out there, his face out there, and getting media coverage for him, and keeping his name and face circulating. And those very people are getting viciously, viciously attacked by Brandy herself and by Brandy's direct friends. It is happening daily. It is happening daily. So then to go on news and say we want Michael's face to keep circulating we want Michael's name to be out there we don't want people to forget about Michael and then go online and viciously attack people that are doing just that it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it truly doesn't If this is what you want, people sharing Michael's face and Michael's name so that he is not forgotten, then stop harassing people. Stop harassing people that are doing just that. And so I think this is all the more reason we need to continue to share Michael's name and face. I mean, Brandy just specifically asked in this latest news interview to do just that. And so despite the attacks that are coming from every angle, from multiple different people, we need to continue that. Sharing his poster, sharing his face, sharing his name. It's important because as Fruitland Police Department said in the latest press conference that there's no piece of information that is too small and that they believe it might be the littlest thing that breaks the case open and finds answers. And that is what I'm doing with this podcast, spreading awareness Spreading his name, 
his picture, his information, the facts. That's exactly what I'm doing with this podcast. And to any of you that are listening, if you could please share this podcast episode on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, with friends, family, encourage them to listen, hear about this missing boy, share his missing person poster, so that we can find that tidbit of information to break the case open. Because I've said this before and I'll say it again. All that I care about is Michael. This six-year-old boy that has been missing a year now. He deserves more than what he's gotten. And that's what we're doing here. That's what I'm doing here with this podcast. Is trying to bring Michael home. Or find answers. So I appreciate all of you out there listening. I'm not sure if there's going to be some new news interviews, if there's any other local channels that are going to cover his one year missing or not. If they do, I will certainly be making a podcast episode to talk about it. But so far, those are the news channels that have released stories. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for giving a voice to Michael. Thank you for sharing this podcast episode, for sharing his missing person poster. I have an Instagram page, MYS Headlines Pod. And up on that Instagram page, I have Michael's missing person poster. You can share it out from there or you can screenshot it and share it other ways as well. I also have the picture of the man they are looking to identify. The man that was walking in the area at the time of Michael's disappearance that they're hoping to identify. So that is on my Instagram as well. You can look at the photo. You can share that photo out as well in addition to Michael's photo. As always, you can also follow me on Twitter at MYS Headlines. I share lots of information there. And so you can find information on my Twitter as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for caring about Michael. As always, I will catch you next time. Thank you for listening.